0: Greetings friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning we are resuming our study in the book of Job and we're wrestling with the difficult question. Why do the godly suffer? Today, we're going to be reading chapters 22, 23, and 24. So, 22 is Eliphaz's third discourse, and then 23 and 24 is Job's responses to that discourse. Now, Eliphaz starts off by explaining that nothing a man does, especially the righteous things even a man does, profits God. Like, we can't do anything that's going to really prophet God, right? And then he goes on from verses 5 to 14 to kind of accuse Job of of, of sins of oppression. And he's going to name the sins by name, which is kind of interesting. And then he's going to exhort Job to repent. And then we'll have Job's responses. So let's start with Eliphaz here, his third discourse, and I just pray that the Word of God will speak to you this morning, so open up your hearts, and let's see what it has to say for us. Let's begin. Chapter 22, King James Bible, Book of Job, verse 1. Then Eliphaz, the Timonite, answered and said, Can a man be profitable unto God, as he that is wise may be profitable unto himself? Is it any pleasure to the Almighty that thou art righteous? Or is it gain to him that thou makest thy ways perfect? Will he reprove thee for fear of thee? Will he enter with thee into judgment? Is not thy wickedness great, and thine iniquities infinite? So please note, he's getting ready to uh, list some accusations against Job. But he starts off by saying, Are you not wicked? Like Do you not have great wickedness? And are your iniquities, like, eternal, like infinite? Here's what he accuses Job of. Verse 6, For thou hast taken a pledge from thy brother for naught and stripped the naked of their clothing. Thou hast not given water to the weary to drink, and thou hast withholden bread from the hungry. But as as for the mighty men, he had the earth, and the honorable man dwelt in it. Thou hast sent widows away empty, and the arms of the fatherless have been broken. Therefore snares are round about thee, and sudden fear troubleth thee, or darkness that thou cannot see, and abundance of waters cover thee. So please note, and according to Eliphaz, in Eliphaz's mind, Job has committed some oppressive sins, and this is why these terrible things have come upon him. Verse 12. Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how they are nigh. And thou saith, How doth God know? Can he judge through the dark cloud? Thick clouds are a covering to him, that he seeth not, and he walketh in the circuit of heaven. Hast thou marked the old way which wicked men have trodden, which were cut down out of time, whose foundation was overflown with a flood? Which said unto God, Depart from us, and what can the Almighty do for them? Yet he filled their houses with good things, but the counsel of the wicked is far from me. The righteous see it and are glad, the innocent laugh them to scorn. Whereas our substance is not cut down, but the remnant of them the fire consumeth. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thy heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of Ophir as the stone of the brooks. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense and thou shalt have plenty of silver. For then shalt thou have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pray thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down, then shalt thou say, There is a lifting up. And he shall save the humble person he shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness of thy hands so that's chapter twenty two Eliphaz is saying, "Hey, in my eyes you you're this you're you're a wicked person. Uh, if you would re- just repent of this and and put God's ways and laws into your heart and act right, then you would be blessed." <laughs> That's, that's Eliphaz's advice for Job. So now let's look at chapter 23, which isn't too long. And then we're going to look at 24. But 23 is Job kind of complains that God has withdrawn from him. Like he can't find him. He's drawn away. And then he reasserts his own integrity. So Eliphaz questions his integrity. Job responds by kind of saying, well, no, that's not actually true. But he's still complaining that God has withdrawn. So let's have a look. Chapter 23. Then Job answered and said, Even today is my complaint bitter. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would order my cause before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know the words which he would answer me, and understand what he would say unto me. Will he plead against me with his great power? No, but he would put strength in me. There the righteous might dispute with him, so I should be delivered forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him, he hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his ways have I kept, and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessaries for food. But he is in one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desireth, even he doeth. So, please note, Job's like I can't find him. I look forward, I look backward, I can't find him. I'd love to be able to have a conversation with God. I'd love to be able to bring my complaint before him. And then he goes on to assert his own integrity. So Eliphaz questioned it. And Job still stands firm that he is, that he does walk in God's ways. And when he comes out of trial, he'll be like gold, pure as gold, tried in a fire, basically. And then he says, and who can change the mind of God, right? Like God has his mind. He does what he wants. Who can Who can do anything about it? Verse 14. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. Therefore I am troubled at his presence. When I consider, I am afraid of him. For God maketh my heart soft, and the Almighty troubleth me because I was not cut off before the darkness neither hath he covered the darkness from my face so there is chapter 23 now chapter 24 job's going to make the argument that the wicked do wickedness and for the most part go unpunished right like they just the reality is is for the most part they just kind of get away with it don't they And we certainly observe that in the world. Um, The wicked grow old in their wickedness. No question. No question they get away with it on this earth. And for whatever reason, God has allowed it to be that way. But Job will end the chapter by explaining that in the end, there is judgment for the wicked. So they're getting away with it, they're getting away with it, they grow old getting away with it, they do all this evil, but then they have to uh, give an account. And then they'll be punished. And as we know, they'll be punished eternally. For all eternity. You live 70 years indulging every pleasure, 80 years indulging every pleasure, and then millions upon millions of years that never end. Suffering eternal damnation. Hardly worth 70 short years that are (laughs) like a vapor to indulge pleasure, isn't it? Let's have a look. Chapter 24. Verse 1. Why seeing times are not hidden from the Almighty? Do they that know Him not see His days? Some remove the landmarks, they violently take away flocks and feed thereof, they drive away the ass of the fatherless, they take the widow's ox for a pledge, they turn the needy out of the way, the poor on the earth hide themselves together. Behold, as wild asses in the desert go forth to their work, rising betimes for a prey, the wilderness yieldeth food for them and for their children. They reap everyone as corn in the field and they gather the vintage of the wicked. They cause the naked to lodge without clothing. They have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the showers of the mountains and embrace the rock for want of shelter. They pluck the fatherless from the breast and take a pledge of the poor. They cause him to go naked without clothing. They take away the sheaf from the hungry, which make oil within their walls, and they tread their wine presses in suffering thirst. Men groan from out of the city, the soul of the wounded crieth out, yet God layeth not folly to them. So he's saying, the wicked, they do all these things. Primarily they oppress and steal and plunder the poor and the needy. And God does nothing about it. Right? That's what Job says, and that's (laughs) frankly what we observe in the world. He says, Men groan from out of the city, and the soul of the wounded crieth out, yet God layeth not a folly to them. Verse 13 They are those that rebel against the light. They know not the ways thereof, nor abide in the paths thereof. The murderer rising with the light killeth the poor and needy, and in the night, as a thief. The eye also of the adulterer waiteth for twilight, saying, No eye shall see me, and disguises his face. In the dark they dig through houses, which they had marked for themselves in the daytime. They know not the light. For the morning is to them even as the shadow of death. If one knoweth them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. He is swift as the waters. Their portion is cursed in the earth, and he beholdeth not the way of the vineyard. Drought and heat consume the snow water, so doth the grave those which have sinned. So now Job's going to start getting into how even though they've gotten, they've got, they get away with all this evil, judgment awaits them. Verse 20, the womb shall forget him. The worm shall feed swiftly on him. He shall be made no more remembered, and the wickedness shall be broken as a tree. He evil entreateth the barren that beareth not, and doth not good to the widow. He draweth also the mighty with his power, and rises up, and no man is sure of life. Though it be given him to be in safety, whereon he resteth, yet his eyes are upon their ways. They are exalted for a little while, but are gone and brought low. They are taken out of the way altogether, and cut off as the tops of the ears of corn. And if it be not so now, who will make me a liar, and maketh my speech nothing worth? And that is the end of our study for this morning. It's, I mean, it's easy to relate to Job because we see the troubles and experience troubles in our own lives. We see the wicked getting away with all their wickedness and indulging every pleasure and living in their high, on their high hills. But there is a day coming when the sheeps and the goats will be separated and the scales will be balanced and the promises of God will be given to the remnant and they will inherit the earth for all eternity. So while they get 70 to 80 years of pure bliss and indulging all their wickedness, they get eternity, eternal damnation. And while the righteous have trouble and struggle and wrestle, they have all eternity with the bliss, right? And pleasures in, that God has in his right hand and in his left hand and things that we cannot even conceive. So it'll be flipped on its head in the end. But... With that said, it is difficult while in the mist. It is difficult while in the midst of trials. It is difficult to watch the wicked get away with their wickedness and to continue to grow old in their wickedness and to continue to push their evils on us and on our children. And it's We're definitely living in a time where if you're observing what's going on, if you watch anything on television, if, if you have any sense at all and when you have a spirit of righteousness in you, then your soul is vexed every day with the ungodliness. I see commercials sometimes that I have to close my eyes. It, it's so wicked, so foul, so disgusting. My soul is so vexed that I have to just close my eyes. And I just cannot believe that small children around the country are seeing these things come on the television. It's all going to be balanced. That's all I have for you this morning, my friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. This couldn't happen without you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.